feel like we're killing it right now. Feels good. Minus the hangover. Minus. I mean, that's why I'm probably hungover. <laughs> yeah, One characteristic emerged as a significant predictor of success. It was grit. What's up? How you doing? It's Kyle. And Landon. And we're back. Another episode of Made with Grit, episode 12, or episode two of season two, if that's how you want to count. We're flying. Yeah. Time is flying by. Um, it is Thursday. I'm feeling pretty hungover. Yeah. As you've heard from me today. I am not. I always, I try to get hungover the, uh, the day of the podcast so that I forget everything I want to talk about and I have headaches. <laughs> Maybe we're hungover from our last podcast too. Still, there's a bit of a hangover from spilling our guts. Yeah. So yeah, the last podcast is doing well. Yeah. The episode. It's uh one most of our, popular episode yeah. ever, right? So in, far. Yeah, and in, in in its first week it was definitely the most downloaded. So I kind of knew I knew that when we were like, Yeah, let's talk about that on the podcast, I was like, we can really come up with an a good like clickbaity yeah. like title. <laughs> snag yeah, snag some eyeballs on the on the headline. Tiny seed, yeah. So that's so, awesome. Yeah, this week is not that. I don't know what this podcast is going to be called. No, this one's, yeah. If you're listening, what got you to click on this? Because I don't know what it was. Yeah, hopefully this will be pretty good. But if you if you don't like it, go listen to the last one because that one was better. Yeah, I'm actually... <laughs> before we even record yeah, this. Yeah, before this one goes live, I'm going to tweet out the other one a couple more times. Just to, <laughs> yeah. So we were talking before we hit record here, but we're going to just have a casual episode today. I have a few things I've been like thinking about or working on a lot of it's like tools and stuff. Um, so I'll talk about that and we can just see where the wind blows. Yeah. I don't have much. So I'll just tell you, I'll just start by saying how, how I'm feeling and where I'm at. And then you are going to pretty much do the rest. Okay. Yeah. But other <laughs> but, than being hungover, how are you? Yeah. Feeling? Yeah. Um, other than that, um, I, I don't know. I feel like it's, I feel really good about where things are at. I'm feeling like I'm going to, I don't want to like jinx this, so I'm going to knock on wood, but I, I kind of feel like we're, I feel like we're killing it right now. Feels good. Minus the hangover. Minus, I mean, that's why I'm probably hungover though. <laughs> yeah, there's a celebratory. <laughs> now I'm partying all the time. No. Um, yeah. So I feel, I feel like we're doing, doing really well. We got some good leads in the pipeline with ad reform. We've had a really good week, We've closed three new customers on user feed. Um, I feel like everything's kind of humming. Uh, for the most part. And then simultaneously, I feel like, I don't know, ever since, so we had the holidays and we're past the holidays and I feel like I can't get back into like a, other than the fact that things seem to be going well and all the, the metrics and, and everything, I feel like I can't get focused on like one thing. Cause I, I was telling you like, I, there's so many things I want to do. There's obviously there's tons of stuff that we want to do in the product on both products. And then outside of the product i want like we're trying different things on the advertising side and we're like i want to do more outbound stuff especially for ad reform which is kind of a higher ticket arr tool so you know you could spend a little bit more time on the outbound stuff and i've had some success in the past on linkedin so I'm, i want to do some more stuff there but then i also want to do like i really want to get like a, a solid referral program going on both and i really want to get a lot more testimonials on both, which I think we could definitely, we, we have a lot of ha really happy customers that have some really cool metrics in terms of like what they've experienced and time savings and value and all that kind of stuff. 
And we really badly need to get some of those in writing or on video or something. And so it's sort of just something we kind of do like on the side. Like if someone says they're happy, we'll be like, oh, you want to do like testimonial? But then it kind of like drags on and takes forever. So like, I don't know, putting more effort into that, like making an actual project and like getting it done. And then obviously on the marketing side, we need to get new websites yes. in place. And so, and those will be where those future testimonials land. Hopefully. Yeah. So, all that content. Yeah. So, um, and then also like blogs, I used to be really good at like getting at least one blog out a week. Um, which for two people doing a lot of stuff, like that was pretty good. And now it's been a lot of weeks and there's been no blogs. Um, mostly due to like just dealing with all these, cu- you know, potential customers and support and all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, it was definitely easier to get blogs out when you have like five customers. Yeah. Well, I mean, even just for re- and, and like leads too. like six months ago, we were getting way more out than we are now, but we yeah. didn't have quite as many leads i don't know it just seems like we've fallen off on that a little bit part of it too is like we hired a developer we've grown the support side we've added some customers and so like there's investment in those things like upfront Mm -hmm. investment that it's like it's always i think it always is poorly accounted for in your head like humans are terrible at accepting that and being okay with it but it's like you're investing more time you're giving up blog posts or whatever we're giving up but the idea is that it's going to like off down the road so hopefully now that's you know now we're in a new year we can reset and like come up with a new cadence and settle back into a routine i feel like actually now all of a sudden i'm thinking of something to talk about but in our last company which we were not founders of we were both really early employees i originally started out as an individual contributor and i got into a flow with like a really good focused flow and i was i was very productive and brought a lot of new business to the company and um, things were, were humming. And then I took on a leadership role, leadership in sales. And so I was running the sales team. You know, we were adding all these people. And I really started to get like stretched thin of doing a, a ton of different things. Not very well and not very focused. And that kind of sucked. And you can do it for a while, but then you get burned out or you're just not doing that well at some of those things. Which then that may burn you out because you're like, I want to get, I want to be good at yeah. stuff. It's like you're, you start to reach a breaking point and then your recognition of that breaking point just feeds into like the problem basically. Right. Um, and so I don't know, like I, I was watching the national championship for American football. Um, and like I, I tweeted about this, but like Nick Saban was talking about like, cause he, they weren't in the national championship. Alabama wasn't in the national championship. So they were, he was sitting there like talking about the game, but they were like asking him like, why do you think you guys have sort of fallen off top? Cause like for a long time, Alabama was in it every single year. And he was like, we stopped being disciplined and focusing on the details and like the small things that sort of lead up to like staying on top. And it kind of made me think about that too. I was like, shoot, like, I kind of feel like I'm getting to like wanting to do all these different things. And so I'm not like focused on one or two and like doing a really good job at those things. I'm just kind of like scattering around like chaotically, like, doing a little bit here one day do a little bit here one day, do a little bit here. (laughs) When you're kind of going around all scattered like that, you're not really focused on the details. Yeah. And I think the word, I didn't see this. I didn't even watch the game. I'm like, I've been the worst sports fan in the past six months. I haven't watched anything, but I feel like details, I don't know what he meant because I feel like he might mean like the most minute of details, but I do think it kind of aligns with like the score takes care of itself. If I'm not misinterpreting it, where it's like, you just, you identify the things you need to do and you just take care of those things. Like you don't look at like the target or the goal as a goal is not 
a means to getting somewhere. It's like, it's a place. And the way you get there is like, you take the steps in the path that you see in front of you or whatever. So yeah, I, I think that's, I think it is easy to like get, there's a lot of churn with like all the different things you can do. Like, Oh, I could do this. I could do that. And like things come in at you and they're, most of them are really good ideas. It's like, we should do a new website. We should build this feature for this customer. Cause they're like asking for it or, and Oh, like that's the thing I want to have. And I would love to help them with their problem or whatever. Uh, I was actually just listening to a podcast uh, with James clear, the guy who wrote atomic habits. And I think, I think he was talking about like prioritization as he's gotten more popular because of his book, he's getting a lot more like inbound, like ideas and stuff thrown at him. And he was like, basically instead of doing them in real time, he just like cute, he batches them all up. And then at the end of every week or something, he, he gets together with the team and like goes through the list and like pretty much says no to like 99% of them because it was like, and if you look at them as they come in, you're like, that's a great idea. We should do that. But then by the end of the week, you've said yes to like 500 things and you've seen more things that make you realize like 10 of these things don't make any sense. And five of these things are amazing. So I, I don't know if I'm just like rambling now, but I think it's kind of along these lines of like just taking a breath, ingesting all the stuff, kind of sticking it somewhere and then like looking at it, prioritizing it and just moving forward at like a steady pace. Yeah. Because otherwise it's like the excitement can lead to like a frenetic, chaotic, unproductive mode where you're like running around like playing whack-a-mole, but you're not actually like producing any output. And like, and those are the things, like a lot of that I'll put blogs being a perfect example is like, because writing a blog today is not going to help us tomorrow. Right. So it's like, it's so easy to like, um, or I could do that thing where I like follow up with these 10 trials and like maybe one of them, which like ideally we're doing both, but yeah, it's like, I mean, even working out like on a personal level. It's like, if I go for a run, I'm not going to become like a world record runner. I have to like do that over and over and over. Mm-hmm. And so it's easy to like move on to the things that have like the, like a little high associated with them, but those aren't always the highest leverage thing yeah. to be doing. Well, that's my problem is that's one of my problems is <laughs> I'm because my backgrounds in sales, the highs are very like tied to um, deals. You've been Closed. like, you've been trained to like yeah. chase the high basically yeah. the <laughs> yeah. high is closing deals so uh bringing on revenue to the company and so like <laughs> anything that's not that it's hard for me to like it's the more long-term stuff that i i generally like push to the side and don't focus on because my mind is so geared to the now now yeah and I mean, gen- generally, like in a early stage startup, you you do that like with well, almost everything. I think it's while well, you've been trained to chase the high and like the here and now. I've been on the engineering side and like in growing software companies. It's like you basically are training yourself to like say no to things and stay the course and like identify the things you want to do and like work on them for long periods of time. So it's kind of the opposite. So I think it works. It works well to have them both together because you need both we're bootstrapping so yeah we kind of need like we do need money so yeah especially early early on where it's like we don't even know if anyone cares about this thing like well, i'm not going to spend six months building a product that hopefully someone will buy yep but i think it's so there's a healthy tension there but i think it's more just being aware of it and then and that that's kind of what i was going to talk about with like some of the tools of like tracking the different things i do all day to help me figure out where i'm spending my time for me and you those our days activities will look very different, but it's less about making it look one way and more about like, is this the way I want it to look? And like, let me make sure that it's actually looking that way. Yeah. Well, what are some of those things that you're doing? Yeah. Um, so I 
started using rescue time, which I actually has been around for a while. And I don't know if they're based in Atlanta, but they have an office here. Um, actually at a place we, we looked at potentially, I don't even know what that is. So it's, it's a tool. It's like you can install the app and like browser extensions and you can install it on your phone and it basically just tracks like the stuff you use and then shows you what you did and like it categorizes them. So it's like an automatic time tracker basically. So if I'm using like GitHub, it's going to track it as the GitHub activity and then it rolls into a category of like software development and then you can just see like, okay, yesterday, how much time did I spend in software development? How does it know... Like, is it just that the browser's open, the browser session is open on GitHub, or is it, like, when you're act- actually active? I haven't read much about their, like, actual technology, but I think it's both. Like, I think they have some sort of inactivity detection, right? Like, if, hmm. if your thing is just sitting there for three days, I don't think it's going to count. But if you're, like, active, and it does it for apps and stuff, too, so... Do you have to, like, can you kind of customize it to whatever apps you use or does it have to like do they have to have a integration with that particular product uh they have auto detection for a lot of stuff but you can like fix or change categories and stuff if you want so like for example i think like notion or something that we use was showing up differently than i wanted it to so i changed it to like business project management or whatever so you can you can go just go edit it for your personal like liking and then you can also set like so by default it just is tracking all of it and shows you like graphs and numbers and then you can also uh, set like goals so that you can say like every day I want to have x number of hours of this category of thing and you can just see if you keep hitting that goal or not so I can see how much time I'm spending in ad reform for support purposes yeah nice yeah so like you can see like how much time am I spending on intercom and like I'm still figuring out like how I want to treat that stuff because like to me that's so they have like weights or kind of scoring of like is this a productive activity or is this a distracting activity and they can they give you like a like a focus score at the end of the day and so like intercom on one hand is productive because it's like for our business but then obviously on one hand it can also be distracting like if it's kind of eating away at my life so there we go (laughs) so it'll like i think it'll take some time to hone in on what the right treatment of those things is but even just seeing it is amazing and like also makes me like it also lets you toggle by like work hours or all day and so you can set your work hours and then see the scores based on different times of day so i actually i had re-downloaded the twitter app on my phone um i had deleted it like last year sometime and then i re-downloaded it like a few months ago and i just deleted it again after i was like like yeah i think it was yesterday the day before i i woke up in the middle of the night to feed our our baby and like after I laid her down, I was making sure she fell asleep. I like w- went and got in bed and like was just staring at Twitter for like 20 minutes. And it's just like, I don't need to be doing that. Like uh, staying awake to make sure she falls asleep. Yes, good. But then like I should just go to bed. What am I doing? Um, so things like that. It's like, it's good to see that number in your face sometimes to be like, oh yeah, that was dumb. Why did I do yeah. that? I try to avoid looking at that thing. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm, I'm pretty sure my, my uh, Twitter usage is a bit off. High. Yeah. And then I'm I'm kind of combining it with an actual Mac app called F- uh, Hey Focus. That's like it doesn't do the tracking, but it just does blocking, so you can block actual native apps. So like I can't. So I, I start my work days pretty early, and I during those times of day I want to be doing like the hardcore development work. And so I've just just this week I've set it up so that like I can't open like certain apps like TweetDeck, my email client, stuff like that. Like I can't open them for the first few hours of every day because right. it's just like don't don't do that so anyway that's pretty cool and 
we'll see how it goes. I mean, it's one of those things where like, I'm sure you get to a point where you feel like you're in a good groove and like, Oh, I, I don't need this. I don't need these tracking tools. I'm all good. And then you'll probably come back to it and want to revisit it. So we'll see how right. it goes. It's week one, but yeah, it's it. I think it'd be good to have that stuff, especially with like all the, we're not working during normal hour. Well, pretty normal hours, but, um, my, I mean, now I'm also in your boat. I take my daughter to daycare every morning and I've been picking her up most days just cause I live closer and I'm doing it. Like I'll pick her up at like, you know, like three or three thirty or something like that. And I don't know, it's just kind of, it's weird. <laughs> I'm not used to that and it just started. So now it's like kind of throws off my schedule and I get home and I'm like kind of with her and then Tony, my wife comes home and then, you know, trying to get back into the workflow a little bit. It's hard to like, if I'm, I can't do like project based stuff like at the up around that time. The only thing I can like log back in and kind of like get back into doing is like some kind of support thing, yeah. which tends to, I mean, like emails, very yeah. transactional stuff. And we've for had, sure. I mean, yeah, we've had a lot like, so we, <laughs> We've grown a lot in the last six months, specifically the last three months. We've grown like very heavily, especially on the ad reform side and like on, on ad reform, our volume of just like the activity in our app and just like the kind of the main thing that we track in terms of activity has gone up like three X in the last yeah month, like since the new year. Like because our we've usage added a bunch metrics of, basically. Yeah. Like we've added a bunch of new customers. We've added a bunch of customers that are bigger customers that have more users and run stuff a lot. And so that, you know, three X activity has also led to more support quite a bit more. Um, there's a lot more users. And so, um, yeah, that's why I was asking you about, can you track like how much time you're spending like in support, I guess you could say, cause that's my thing is like, I want to know how often I'm getting pulled in constantly throughout a day in in support related activities. Well, and cause my, my guess is it's like, pretty, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's also tricky. Like it's probably like that's an activity that I think I you know, can like kind of batch of like time. email, like the advice is typically to, depending on what your job is, but if you can batch email process instead of like checking it all throughout the day, it's probably better for your focus. Mm -hmm. I think intercom can be batched more than people feel like it can, but it, it is tricky because like sometimes you just feel like you want to respond right away, depending on like who it is and why they're writing in. Right. Um, but for like general, just support for like existing customers, to me, it's like, it's fine if you have something on your calendar every couple hours to just check and make sure or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, right. and, and that's the other thing is like these tools you can set up, like I've, I'm still tinkering with it, but I've rigged it up. So like my focus, I did, I was going to give a shout out to Pete Bernardo, who actually, I think I saw a tweet from him that kind of inspired me to actually connect these, um, or use them in tandem. So I'd, I'd played with rescue time before. And then I, I think I saw the focus app on t product hunt or something, but he had tweeted at art of product. I think, I don't know, all these things all come back together, but I just wanted to nod that tweet since that's what actually was like, I'm going to do that. You know what? I'm going to stop talking about it and just do it. Yeah. But I have it set up. So like my, when my focus starts, it's like, do not disturbs my phone. It do not disturbs my Mac. Like I can disappear into like, so that's why you never focus. answer me anymore. Well, that's at that's like <laughs> at four in the morning. So no one, no one's usually talking. To, like it's yeah. a time where no one is usually talking to me anyway. But it's just like I don't want anything. Like I don't want weird pop ups that I have to like look at long enough to realize I can ignore them. Just go yeah. away. Um, so it's it, the support type of thing is like that's hard because it's you know we've had uh, pretty good like pretty good metrics across the board on churn specifically on ad reform we have really good metrics on churn 
And it's a reason why we're where we're at. It's like a big reason why we're at where we're at. And I think part of that is because the founders are so deep, like we'll jump in and like make sure everything is smooth and they're getting what they need and, and all that kind of stuff. And, um, I know it doesn't, you know, the term, it doesn't scale. Uh, I just don't know what that, where that point is where we're like, okay, we need to, we need to bring somebody in here to kind of take that load off. I'm not sure where that's at. We're probably not there quite yet, but we're getting closer and closer to that at this point. But I am a little scared because it's like, and I know when I step out, I know like things will, at least in the short term, will drop like in terms of quality of support. And that, you know, if we were to hand it off to somebody, it's not that they're like, you know, dumb or bad at support. It's just that like, they don't know as much as I know about how to do things in the tool and maybe, uh, how to message things the correct way to people. Um, all that stuff is a learning process. So it scares me a little bit to, to move to that. And I don't think we're there quite yet, but I think we're pretty close. Like maybe at some point, I mean, if things keep growing the way that they are and hopefully they do, like, I think it's probably going to be the, this year, you know, have somebody full time running like a frontline, person. frontline, support yeah. maybe it's remote maybe it's in atlanta but like a full-time employee and they're sort of like managing a team of folks like we have some folks that are kind of helping on the support side kind of doing some services type stuff so they would sort of like manage that team but also like be the frontline support so i don't know what point that is um so that'll be interesting to figure out like when when is that inflection point of when we bring that person on that's always i know a lot of like funded companies like they can sort of just like do it because they have the cash like they already have the cash they'll just do it like far before they you know necessarily need should, it yeah. should or need it um whereas like we're like we'll probably go past that point of when we should have but um i'm just i'm but i think that's the best to way to know that you've that you're ready that you it's it. like you sort of if you don't do it when it hurts really bad then you might wonder if it was too soon yeah well so in our in our last company at uh rigor i do remember that time in the business i feel like we were probably at like it was somewhere between 250k to 500k and i don't know how many customers that was but it started to feel like it was getting like pretty bad and then we hired melanie yeah. chrissy shout out um we hired her and then it got you know it ended up getting like a lot better yeah it was but amazing it was i feel like, like doing, i don't know doing support do you remember when that was or um, what was going on like in the business i don't remember i mean it was it was like three years in just right. over three years in so but yeah I know that third year was like a bigger growth year. So yeah, but yeah, that in that case, it it was very different because it was me and Hubert doing support. So and two engineers and like our support was like we would see something come in and be like, mm, <laughs> I don't want to answer that. Yeah. Um. So like we there was no drop off in support when we hired someone to do it. It was like a complete right. the complete opposite. It was like a thousand times better. And we also did switch to intercom uh, shortly thereafter. I think so. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, I was thinking about it when you were saying that, like, there's an element of managing like your relationship to the activity. And then there's like managing the activity as part of the business. So it's like, regardless of whether we hire someone to do support, it's sort of like in the meantime, for however long this is, it's like, we have to find a way to like have a healthy relationship with, with it, whether it's support or whether it's sales or like, so I think that's, what's cool is like, I'm hoping to to hone in on that because the flip side and i know i've talked about this on the podcast before but it's like those activities that i i do need to do but when i end the day i just don't feel like i did anything now i can look at a report and understand that like that was business related work like yeah yeah maybe i wasn't coding for five hours but i was doing planning fleshing out 
ideas. I don't even know, you know, like different activities that are like required for me to then go into like the deep focus mode. Um, so I think it'll be good to see well, it's that like too. working. I kind of look at it as like working in the business versus working on the business, working on the business being like more of like either long-term strategy or things, things or projects that will allow for longer term wins. Yeah. And then like working in the business is like more like day-to-day tactical, like support. Execution. Yeah. yeah like uh, sales demos. And like even like on a product specific like standpoint, it's like shaping projects is like, not as for me personally it's not as gratifying as like building something mm-hmm. but it's like building something is way more productive when i have done that work already right so it's also like they're linked in some way like these these things are obviously linked so yep anyway well um, yeah i think i had one other thing oh we had talked about check-in tools this is not related to f- focusing at all but well, it kind of is kind of so we were trialing some different ones we st- we still haven't like picked one, but we are now trialing Status Hero, which also I think a bootstrap company. Um, and I've actually chatted with the founder on Intercom a bunch, which he's been very, very helpful. But yeah, we've set that up. So we have like kind of a daily asynchronous written check-in for engineering. And then we have a weekly team-wide check-in. Um, and it seems to be working. Yeah. I think the cool part about that tool was like that you can hook into other products and kind of see the, like what we were talking about before, which is like basically like activity. Yeah. So I can look in and see like, not that I'm digging into like whatever you pull request you guys are doing, but, uh, I could see, you know, there's been like, you know, 12 pull requests on, yeah. you know, via GitHub or whatever. And you can see the activity there. And then on mine, you can see like intercom activities and there's more i think we can do other things with like zapier and stuff so i thought that was pretty cool so that's like more of like the data and then you can have like the context of like the person actually breaking down like what they've been doing and what's going on like what they're feeling at the time like are you you know confident like are you down are you happy yeah a little emoji yeah yeah it, it i like the uh integrations too because it helps me like it's almost like a refresher too like the end of the week or the end of the day you're like what did I do today? And there's like, Oh, here's the, the tools that I've been using and like some little snippets of like GitHub stuff I've done. So like, Oh, that reminds me of like the things I did, especially on a weekly basis where you've kind of forgotten what you did on Tuesday or whatever. Right. But yeah. So anyway, so we'll, we'll see, we'll keep trying it out for a bit and see what, how it plays out. Um, But I figured I'd give an update on that. So cool. Anything else? Uh, Nope. I guess we'll see how rescue time decides to track this podcast. (laughs) podcast. I'll have to to categorize that probably. So we'll see how that goes. Well, uh, I think that's about it. I think next week, maybe we'll have like a more meaty topic to talk about other than just kind of an update and some things we're thinking about. But another thing is we've kind of agreed that we want to start to pull in some like guest folks on the podcast, not like every week, but you know, intertwined with what we're doing. So we'll, we'll start to, if there's anyone out there that wants to be on it and wants to just like, let us know, then that, that. that would be great yeah but we have some folks in mind atlanta is a pretty got a pretty good startup scene going on and a lot of companies that are uh either bootstrapping or very lightly funding their business through like friends and family type stuff so we might bring a couple of folks on that are kind of in that world or just you know specific people that we talk to that have an interesting thing that we can talk to them about and we want to bring them on to talk about it but um yeah so we'll start seeding in a couple guest and 
see how that goes yeah stay tuned awesome well i think that's about it until next time that's a wrap see ya